When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Success to Significance. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I have a wonderful man with us today, Jeff Hoffman. And again, most people don't know Jeff's name. I found when I was speaking on a stage with him, I said, oh, well, who's this guy? So what we want to make sure is that everybody knows how impactful he has been on our lives every single day. And so to start off with, number one, he is an accomplished entrepreneur and an innovator in all kinds of fields like internet and e-commerce and entertainment and was part of the team that developed and grew Priceline.com. And he is the inventor of the kiosks that we use in the airports when we now check in without using a person, right? And just two of his great accomplishments, but there's more to Jeff. And that's why I invited him on today's show. So Jeff, welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Thanks. Think, yeah, of course. Of course. So we know you're really, really successful. But the thing that I love about you, Jeff, is your heart just beats big. <laughs> it's a big beating heart. And I could tell that when we were all speaking at City Summit or City Gala last year, your heart is just so, everyone else seemed to be giving me statistics about their success and all these, the path and the story, but there's something about your story that just really penetrated with me. And that's why I reached out to you right after you spoke and said, we need to talk, right? <laughs> and, you know, when we're talking about success to significance in this particular podcast and the audience that's listening here is multifaceted. When I say talk, breaking through glass ceilings, it's not financial glass ceilings as much as it is any glass ceiling that you encounter in your life. And I know that many of us go through many of these ceilings. The success to significance really was started with me transitioning from a 35-year career in the financial sector into this impact that I want to have on people's lives that are also in that sector, you know, and taking my experience, mm -hmm. my failures and giving that to them and saying, you too can be successful and maybe I can compress that time, right, for you based on my experience. So if someone's listening and they're saying, gosh, you know, maybe I'm moving from corporate world to being an entrepreneur, or maybe I want to do more charity work or, you know, any of any of those types of movements. That's what I want to talk about specifically with you. So that said, I want to hear about your story before you became Jeff Hoffman, the Jeff Hoffman that we're talking to today. Okay. Well, first of all, I absolutely love the title of your podcast, Success <laughs> to Significance, because all along, we thought that success was the goal. Yeah. And it turns out that success is not a destination. It's a platform. 
And it's yeah. a platform that enables you to finally do something that matters, right? Everybody's trying to get rich or famous or whatever their definition of success is. And then you get there and you discover that was never the goal. That was actually the starting point. It just enables you to go do things you couldn't do if you hadn't worked that hard up to that point. So for me, way back when, money was never a focus of mine. Fame never has been. I never cared about anything like that. But there were two things that early on I knew were to be. One was freedom. And freedom to be able to go pursue things that I thought were worthwhile. And freedom to live in a world that I had some control over and some design in. So I'm going to give a quick example because when I got out of school, I had an engineering degree. And I got a job at an engineering company, which turned out to be the only corporate job in my case I ever had. I didn't last long, but (laughs) one of the moments... And this is especially significant to you because of how strongly you support women in business, uh, which I have been doing too. But I had a boss that if you weren't a white male, you just weren't management material. Right. He didn't look at women the same way. He didn't look at minorities the same way. And one day it was so frustrating for me on behalf of my coworkers that I remember thinking, I have two choices here. I can hate my job, which a lot of people do. They go home and complain about their stupid boss. Or I could actually just design the company that I've always wanted to work in. And one day I said, wait a minute, why don't I just start a company where there is no gender? There's only contribution, right? Where there is no race. There's only your value as a human being. So early on, what I wanted was to design the place I wanted to work. And I wanted the freedom for us to work on things that matter, not just, not just pay the bills. You got to pay the bills, but I wanted to pay the bills and still do something that has a positive impact on people's lives. So early on, those were my drivers, of course, at that time, you know, I'm the child of a single mom and we're all broke. So I'm in a little town that nobody ever leaves and I have I have nothing to help me start on this journey other than a pretty strong vision of what I want things to look like one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's so powerful too. And I love that you're saying that you wanted to take some action, right? Because I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us see things that we don't agree with, want to enact change, be an innovator as you are as well, an inventor, right? And we just don't take action on it. So where do you think that when you said freedom, you know, I wanted something that had freedom. Where do you think that that stems from in your childhood that you know, that you said, I want to be helpful because, you know, a lot of people could have, depending on what you're going to tell us, right, for your childhood, um, a lot of people could have the same childhood, but never take the action to make a difference in the world. So what do you think it was other than just this desire to, you know, to have this freedom? There's something in that core that really pushed that. Yeah. So that one's easy. It was, it was honestly my mother. (laughs) Having an example of somebody, and by the way, this is why I, you know, I'm such a strong believer in mentorship because not everybody has two parents, or I'm going to be honest, they may not have a parent that is motivating and inspiring them. Right. Uh, but a mentor can do that by helping. You know, early on, I was involved. I was in the board for a bit of Big Brothers Big Sisters, as an example, uh, because mentorship matters. But I was lucky, mm-hmm. um, even though I didn't grow up with my father, my mother was the kind of person that would drive past the same problem that everyone else was driving past and look out their car window and say, wow, look at that, but keep driving. My mom would make a U-turn and I would say, what are you doing? And my mom said, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to go over there and see what I can do. And other people would say, 
it's none of your business. And she would say, it is now. So I had an example of somebody that stepped up and took action. One day, I remember my mother overheard one person say a horrendous racial slur to another person. And my mom's tiny, and these people are not. And she jumped in between them. And then this little woman, you should have seen their eyes, were like, what are you think? What do you think you're doing? And my mom said, this is not okay, and you're going to apologize, and we're going to fix this now. And I was like looking at her like, mom, those people are about to beat you up. And my mother stood her ground. And she said, in life, you got to take action. You can't drive by everything. Somebody's, somebody's got to do something, right? And she, yeah. so she always did. If it, was, if it was a lost animal, it was at our house until it found a good home because my mom's like, everyone else is just driving by. Let's just go get that done. So my mom was the role model for me of don't just stand there, do something. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, that, you know that's a soundbite, right? Are you making a U-turn in life or are you just driving by? Right? Yes. <laughs> you should write a book. I like that, Jen. Yeah, yeah, you can take it. It's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I love it's it. It's a soundbite world, so. Yeah, it definitely is. And I think, um, thank you for answering that and you know, digging a little deeper because I think that the reason that we do things that we do, you know, really stems from our childhood. And I think it's the DNA that gets planted. And that really then brought you into this innovation, you know, where you're thinking about different ways to solve problems in the world, right? Whether they are Absolutely. technical problems, like in the case of the kiosk, obviously, and I want to ask you about that, but also the problems in the world that are human, right? And of the heart. And yes. I think that's wonderful. So you're always looking for those ideas. So let's talk about the kiosk just for a second, just to kind of let us get in your head a little bit about... Sure. You know, where did this idea come from? It must have been you were standing in line and yes. sick of it. <laughs> <Right>. So <laughs> there, there, it was driven by a couple of things. Uh, but the first one, again, just being very real here with your yep. viewers, is Im impatience. Yeah. Probably my number one character flaw as a human being is I'm the most impatient person ever. And while that's a bad trait many times, it's also a good one sometimes. Yeah. So that drives me, my impatience. But here's the second part, which is the part that's the DNA of entrepreneurship, which I didn't know that. You have two choices. This is back to the U-turn. When you see a problem that's upsetting you, which I'll tell you the kiosk story in just a second here, you have two choices. Go home and complain like everyone else does, right? And I complain louder because I'm more impatient than them. <laughs> right. You can own it. You can stop and say, you know what? I'm not going to keep complaining. I'm actually going to do something while everyone else is complaining about it. And so the, the, when, you, when you see people, when you talk about success and actually significance too, it's the people that said, I got this one. I'm just going to fix it. You all can go home. You can go home and complain. But I own this one. Those are the people that leave an impact on history later. Yes. Um, so in my case, I had quit that engineering job I was just talking about, and I was a broken unemployed and I bought an airline ticket to go see a mentor and the line in the airport to check in was, and I missed the flight in line. And that's an expensive problem. When you just miss a flight, then you have to cancel the whole ticket. So I was upset. It took an hour to get to the front and I was impatient. And when I was making comments, people in line were like, shut up, dude. We're all in the same line. It just takes this long. And I remember thinking, why is everyone just accept that it takes this long? Right. And mediocrity. people were saying things like, geez. Yeah. People were like, geez, that guy's so impatient. Um, 
But when I got to the end and I realized the woman is just looking at your ID and hitting print. All boarding pass is is a piece of paper from a printer. And I was like, this is ridiculous that we're in a long line so you can use a printer. And actually, you know what she said to me? Next. And I said, ma'am, I'm talking to you. And she's like, next. So in that moment of frustration, I said, you know what? Everybody in this line is as frustrated as me. I'm going to fix this one so it never happens again. So I went home and started my first startup. I was 20-something years old. On that Friday, just took out a sheet of paper and started drawing a kiosk idea. And kiosks were a new technology then that you could walk up to, speak to it in English, touch the screen, and check yourself into a flight and get a boarding pass. And today, those things are in airports all over the world. But it was a simple solution to a problem instead of walking away. Yeah. And I, I love that because uh, I have to tell you, so my degree is in engineering. I am a very systems-oriented girl, and therefore I am very okay. impatient, <laughs> very <laughs> with everything. And I'm always naturally saying, you know how they could do this better is if they did this, <laughs> this, 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 right? Constantly saying that. I'm hearing from you. I better take some action on that other than suggesting what they do. I should keep it to myself. All right. So <laughs> right? You yeah. did hear, you've heard me say yes. City Summit and other places, and uh, where I've said that the, the four most important words in my life are there is no they. Because yeah. everybody says, man, they should fix that. They yeah. should do this. And they, we all do that. I do that. Yeah. When you're complaining about something, you drive by a pothole and you say, man, they should plug that. So we all live in a they should fix world. And one yeah. day I just sort of woke up and said, you know what? There is no they. It's me. I'm just going to fix it. So I launched a career as a problem solver. I didn't use the word entrepreneur because I didn't even know that word. I just said, there is no they. They aren't going to come save the world and fix stuff. I'll just fix stuff myself. And so my whole life, all I've been doing is trying to make things better. Yeah. And, you know, that's exactly what leaders do. And, you know, and even as we're recording this, right, we're in the the someplace in the cor uh, the coronavirus. We don't know where exactly we are in it, whether it's going to be long term or short term. But, you know, and this is something that we've heard this online. I'm sure you've seen it. You mentioned that you've been on virtual stages and I have been as well. And every conversation is about leadership. It's about not complaining about the problems that we have with us, but rather providing solutions. I love that you're saying that because that is what has made you a true leader. You know, it was uh, kind of cool. Right before you and I started this broadcast, I was on the line with Ghana. In Ghana, because it's so poor and they don't have the medical facilities, it's much harder for them to deal with coronavirus. And right. yet I know people here in the U.S. who have some really innovative ideas and solutions and supplies for it. So, uh, you know, the problem solving is all about uh, connecting the dots of ways to make things better. And it was really cool that I was able to connect a company here. Just before this call, I got them on the line with the people in Ghana on the line, and it turned out that it was a square peg in a square hole. It was a perfect fit, and they're going to be able to help thousands of people in Ghana now because that's the point of being a problem solver is constantly saying, "Where is? what's the next thing I could make better that would have some significance to somebody? Yeah, I love that. And of course, you want to make the impact too. So that kind of bridges us into all the success that you've had financially, and I know that you've also 
done a lot of work with entertainment, right? Which people can read your bio because I'll have it in the notes here, but that you've done with entertainment. But that leads me to this transition that you've made. And I'd love for you to share the story about the house that you saw that there was a need uh, for women, right? To have a home and mm -hmm. what you're doing in that aspect, because I know that takes you to Gonda as well, because you're, you're very global in your assistance with everyone. So would you mind sharing us? With sure, us because story? that is, again, to the very name of this podcast, Success to Significance. Yep. That was the crossover point for me. That was my bridge. The thing that happened to me, two things. One, I saw someone had written down, they'd written these words. It said, you may be successful, but do you matter? And I remember that whole day thinking, what does that mean? Because it felt like it meant something to me. Yeah. And what it meant was that success is making another dollar and doing another business deal, but mattering is making someone else's life better. Besides yeah. Your I remember thinking, well, you know, I'm doing fine on the success thing. We've built companies. We failed too, but we've built companies. We've sold companies. We've taken companies public, doing exits, transactions, deals, whatever. That's all success, but it doesn't matter because right. that makes my world better. But what am I doing to make other people's lives better? So I was thinking about this. I don't want to be judged by the number of dollars I make in my career. I want to be judged by the number of other people's lives that I make better. And one day, the story you're talking about, I was actually feeling bad. I had just sold the company and had just uh, been paid. And I was feeling bad, actually, because a lot of people were out there struggling and I was having good luck in business, right? The kiosk company, for example, was my first startup ever. And didn't people talk about, you got to fail first. We didn't fail at all. We did really well. And then we sold the whole company. And so I was honestly feeling bad. Things were going well for me and they're not for everybody in the world. And so... I was turning on a game, a football game that night, just to distract myself from my sort of guilt feelings about being successful when other people weren't. Right. And before the game, there was a news report. And on the news report, there was a bunch of women in a home crying. And I stopped because that home was not far from my area. It was in my town. And so I was listening. And the story was two abused women had bought a home that they were allowing other abused women to leave free. The reason most women in an abusive situation are still in it is because they don't have anywhere else to go. Right. They have no money, no family in town. And so where would they go? Lay outside on the street? And so they're stuck in an abusive relationship literally because they don't have anywhere else to go. So these two women who had been in that had saved money, bought a house in town and told women, you can get away now. Come here and live with us. And women had run out of money. They hadn't paid the mortgage in four months and they were being evicted and they were all crying. And I was watching that show, and back to what I said earlier, I remember thinking, how oh, the football game's about to come out, i got to change the channel. But I felt horrible for these abused women. And I thought to myself, man, they should help those women. They should help the magical day, should help those women. That was the moment where I sat back and I said, wait a minute, there is no they. They aren't going to help those women. Because if all of us, everyone watching that broadcast, or any of you, any problem that you drive by every day that you don't make a U-turn, Everybody that drives by and says, man, they should fix that. Everybody that says they should help those women, if everybody is saying they should help, who's helping them? No one. Because we're all saying they should do it. So when I wrote down, there is no they, I said, this is me. And so that moment in my life, the money that I was feeling bad about, about 10 minutes earlier, I was so glad that I worked so hard to be in a position to help that I was able to go the next day, pay their mortgage, pay all their bills for a year in advance and give them money for improvements to take care of all those women. 
What I wrote down besides there is no they was I wrote down this. I said, there's no shame in life in making money. The shame is in not using it to help others. And then I wrote down one last thing again, which is when the women were back on the news the next night and they were all crying and the reporters said, this time it's tears of joy. And they said, what happened? And they said, I did this all anonymously, by the way, because right. I don't want to be part of the story. I wanted the story to be about, we need to take care of these women in our community. I didn't give them my name or anything. I just showed up and left. And the woman says, the news reporter said, what happened? Why is everybody crying at me tears? And she said, it was a miracle. Some guy just came in here and took care of everything. And so I wrote something down that's really important for your listeners in business for going from success to significance. I wrote down, your success is someone else's miracle. Because that woman said it was a miracle. And I said, no, it wasn't a miracle at all. It was just my blood, sweat, and tears. I worked really hard so that I could be successful. Then I figured out why. You know that old saying, two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you figure out why? That was the day I figured out why. I said, now I know why I work so hard and I don't feel bad anymore that I make money. In fact, I feel that the harder I work, the more people's lives I can positively impact. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, and that, you know, you're right. I mean, that's exactly, I mean, what this podcast is about, it really is about making an impact on people's lives. And I know that you're doing that every single day. And that's just one story in your illustrious career of the people that you're constantly helping. And I just want to say thank you on behalf of everybody listening for what you're doing. I think that's just incredible. So my last question for you, Jeff, today is, going forward and not coronavirus because we will get past this. We will get past this. We We will rebound and be great. Yeah. But just going forward, what is on the docket for you? What does the future hold for you? So I think I can answer that because I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I think that the skill set of entrepreneurship is really just a skill set of self-determination. Self-determination is this process of having a dream, having a vision for a better life for you and the people around you and then building that vision. What do you have to do to get a better life and to make things better for the people around you? And frequently, the business part of that, Jen, is that is that a taking an idea and turning it into a profitable business enables you to make things better for yourself and people around you. Right? A lot of what you do, personally, is you teach people how to gain economic freedom and independence. Yeah. You know, as I work around the world, especially with women, and especially in places like Muslim countries, there are a lot of women that, that don't have economic, they're stuck where they are because they don't have economic independence. If we could teach them how to start businesses, become financially independent, then they could actually become personally independent. So what I want to do is spend really the rest of my life working with underserved communities. And that means women in business. That means youth around the world. That means even ex-cons that we work with, returning veterans and soldiers, the less served communities, teaching them how to create a better life for themselves by gaining economic independence by becoming entrepreneurs, basically. Take your idea. These people, if I asked them, do you want to be an entrepreneur? They would say no. They don't even know what that means. But if I asked them if they wanted to build a better life for themselves and everyone around them, they would say yes. So what we're trying to do now is teach that to as many possible people as we can. That's what I want to spend the rest of my life. That's that's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. And it's what so many people need. And, you know, you're the person who's coming in and saying it's possible for people. 
and redirecting their thought patterns to make them feel that it is something that they could actually achieve. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And so I encourage you to keep spreading the good news <laughs> right to everybody that you possibly can. I know, like I said, you know, in the beginning, you touched me and not many people do. As an engineer, okay. I've got a logical mind, right? And not many people can touch me the way that you touch me. And I just want to say thank you so much for being part of my life and for sharing your wisdom in just a short period of time with our listeners, because it really, really is powerful information. Thank you very much and keep doing what you're doing. You are lifting, inspiring and educating a lot of people. And I'm honored to be part of that. Thank you. Thank you so much. So again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. And we will catch you next time. Go out and make it a great day and take action and make sure that you don't drive by the next problem you see, but rather that you make a U-turn and make a difference in someone else's life. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.